from the 800s. But just the gospel is um, it's beautiful, and I was struck with this idea in the gospel in this time, in this episode, how the people thought to ask, Lord, just let us touch much the tassel on your cloak. And if you've been following the liturgy, like we just read about the woman with the hemorrhage, hemorrhage who just touched the tassel of his cloak, and I have to imagine, why would people think to ask, Lord, you're right there, but can I just touch your tassel? Why don't I just touch your hand? Like, why don't I just give me a hug? No, can I just touch your tassel? It's like the rumor had spread. People heard what she did, this woman, that it probably spread around. People were like, oh, I want to touch the tassel on his cloak too. Such a simple thing, but I was struck because a lot of times, and by the way, it happened, right? So many people apparently just touched the tassel on his cloak such a simple way, and they were healed. A lot of times you hear that, well, holiness the sanctity that's asked of us is just so lofty and so high, like maybe Pope so-and-so, maybe he made it, maybe Saint so-and-so, maybe she made it, but I could never. And other times you hear, oh, Catholic holiness, it's so complicated. All these rules and feast days and what color do you wear? Red today or white today or green today? Or, or like, do you go to novenas and nine days? What if I pray only seven days and I forget the eighth day? Does the nine still count? And, and do I, if I go through the holy door, every 25 years, like, that actually, like, that's so complicated. God's not complicated. I don't know, I think it's pretty, pretty amazing. Chesterton makes the comparison to so much of our fairy tale mythology, and I'm not going to remember one off, off the top of my head, unfortunately, but like, I don't know. They just touch the magic beanstalk, and they'll throw these beans in the ground, and the beanstalk grows, and, and heaven is so easy. Our Lord loves us and, and makes heaven accessible to us. And in our Catholic faith, there's a spectrum, a diverse spectrum of resources and, and means to grace, all through the Holy Spirit. But pour water over the baby's head, and life of heaven enters her. But come and receive the bread from heaven, and you will receive the blood and body of the Lord. Go behind those doors to a priest that you don't even like, and confess your sins to him, and all of heaven's mercy will be poured out upon you. Yes, 25 years, like 2025, next year. Go through the Holy Door, which happens to be available to us in New Orleans. And all your past sins and the damage of those sins and all the hell that you have deserved will be forgiven and made up. But visit the cemetery and pray for the deceased during eight days in November. And their sins and their punishment will be removed. Let's see, the right anything else down? Fast! On Ash Wednesday, put ashes on your head and practice abstinence from meat on Good Friday. Why meat? Why not lobster? I don't know. <laughs> but it's there for us. It's there for us if we want it. Or we can sit there and say, well, why would you touch the tassel on his cloak? That's dumb. That guy's crazy. I'm not following him. It's there for us. All these abundant resources, all these abundant means of encountering grace, are there for us. Should we sit there in our, our intelligent pride and miss them? Or humble ourselves like so many and just lay ourselves out, surrendering ourselves before God and say, Lord, I just, I just want to touch you. Can I just touch the sacrament that puts me in contact with you? Can I just touch the bread? Can I just go in and receive absolution from the priest? Can I just go through the Holy Door maybe next year? Lord, I do believe. Help my unbelief. And I'll leave it at that, but I think this reading from St. Methodius is beautiful and reminds us of, of how we can be moved by St. Agatha 
I'll only read a paragraph, don't worry. But, um, by the way, Agatha, good woman. That's what it means. Agatha, if you spoke Greek, you'd say, Agatha, you good woman. Anyway, so this virgin wife, then, who has invited you to our feast of devotion is that wife betrothed to one, her husband, Christ, to use the metaphor drawn by the Apostle Paul, the marriage union. I speak of Christ and his church, St. Paul said. With full awareness, this virgin empurpled her lips and cheeks and tongue by dabbing them with the light and color of the blood of the true heavenly lamb and made herself beautiful. That was her makeup, the blood of the lamb. She kept continually in the thoughts of her mind the death of her eager lover, Christ, and bore it in her heart as if he had only just been drenched in his own blood for her. So the robe of her martyrdom did not only carry the indelible mark of Christ's scarlet blood stained deep in its fabric, it also offered to succeeding generations the treasures of her virgin's eloquence, a fine brilliance of speech of the same sort along with an unending source of words. We ask for her intercession today especially as we try to be more and more enveloped in the love of our bridegroom, our Christ, our Savior, that we would touch that blood with great faith in Holy Communion and be healed. Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.